The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and I'd like to first uh, start off by saying if you hear a little humming noise in the background, I apologize for that. Uh, the air conditioning went out here in the studio today, and I've got, I don't know, one, two, three, four or five fans blowing here, so it's a little bit hot considering it's 98 degrees outside here in Florida, so... Um, you can hear me. I did a mic check. Everything's, you know, should be able to hear me, but you might hear that little swishing in the, in the background. All right, let's get to today's topic. And if you've seen my post on Facebook, Twitter, and all the other social medias, I was going to title this particular presentation Carpet Suck, uh, but I decided to be a little nice about it. And uh, let me tell you why I decided to do this topic. Uh, uh, two reasons, actually. A, a number of years ago, I was taking up a carpet, a uh, wall-to-wall carpet in, in a house that I had, and it wasn't really that old. And I was just flabbergasted at how much I found, not only under the carpeting, but under the pad itself. And that led me to do a, a little bit of research. And I actually wrote an article, which I'm going to uh, read you the first paragraph here in, in a little bit. And uh, I completely forgot about it. Uh, but recently the topic came up again. I was arguing with some people about, uh, you know, is carpet safe, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I spent most of the day yesterday doing some research on our old Google pal. And uh, it, I was, again, I, I was quite surprised at the number of articles out there that were anti-carpet. Now, I'll be honest, I did find a few that were pro-carpeting. Uh, however, those were uh, from authors that happened to be involved in the carpet industry. So I'm going to present to you today some of the research that I have found, and I don't mind telling you what my opinion is. So uh, uh, I know I'm going to get some uh, haters out there, and, and that's fine. I'm used to that. <laughs> Many of you know me by now know that. But let me read you first the uh, first paragraph of the article I did many years ago. You just installed a brand new wall-to-wall -wall carpeting in your home or office, and you're breathing that new carpet smell. You step on that plush carpet and feel comfortable and happy that you have a fresh new carpet. What you don't know is that new carpet smell is emitting hazardous chemical vapors in the air, which can include toluene, benzene, formaldehyde, ethylbenzene, styrene, acetone, and the list goes on and on. There are even carcinogenic chemicals such as P, dichlorobenzene, in the fresh new carpet. These are the hazardous chemicals found in new carpet, but there are other harmful chemicals that we found in the adhesives that is used to install them, as well as stain protectors, fire retardants, etc. 
So the next time you lie on that carpet to watch TV or have your little son or daughter crawling around, thinking about the chemicals you are being exposed to. Now, the other side is going to say, and I've seen this on, on the web, I've seen this in several articles, that you know, carpeting today doesn't contain formaldehyde. Um, you know, we can debate that. I'm not going to sit here and say it definitely does or it definitely doesn't. But that's only one hazardous chemical that can exist. Now, folks, this is not just my opinion. Uh, this is opinion of various organizations, including the Environment and Human Health Incorporated, the Citizens for Safe Carpeting, the Environmental Access Research Network, the American Lung Association, and this little uh, agency here called the CDC, Centers for Disease Controls, which says, and I'll read this directly, even the Center for Disease Control posts warnings about the use of carpeting, including the fact that carpet can harbor toxic molds. Uh, and again, if you've ever pulled up carpeting and, and seen what was under there nasty. Now, a lot of you are going to say, well, Fred, that, that could be true, but you have to clean your carpets on a regular basis. And I don't deny that. I mean, I, I think that's a, you know, if you've got carpeting in there, you do need to clean the carpeting. And, and there's actually some, some controversy out there, which I'm really not going to get into today, about, you know, even certain carpet cleaning chemicals can cause problems. I know, uh, I can't remember what movie star it was, Tom Hanks or uh, John Travolta's, uh, wife had a child that died from, or, or I don't know if he died, but uh, had a disease called Kawasaki's disease, uh, not the motorcycle. And uh, several studies have actually linked that uh, to some carpet cleaning. So uh, again, for you carpet cleaners out there, I'm not trying to uh, put an X on your business there. I'm just stating the facts uh, as I found them on the web, or I should say the opinions uh, that I saw on the web. And there are tons of them. So Let's delve into this just a little bit deeper and take a look at some of the issues that uh, people have put out there, others have put out there, agencies have put out there, and, and some of mine as well. And the first one is highly deba debatable, and that is that carpets trap, trap allergens that can make you sick. And I've actually had this debate with people in the industry, in the carpet industry especially, for a long time, and that is, uh, their claim is that with any hard flooring, you know, whether we're talking wood flooring, stone flooring, porcelain, any type of hard flooring, that that's more dangerous for allergies because when the allergens, the pollen or whatever have you set on the surface and you step on the tile, you step on the floor, it comes up into like a poof of air. Well, I can see that. I, I really can. And they've even backed it up. I think I read one study that came out of Sweden that really didn't. It wasn't a conclusive study. It was a, what I call a suggestive conclusion as opposed to a, a, factual, a factual conclusion. But on the other hand, if you think about it, if these allergens, you know, you have uh, dust mites, we'll get into that in a minute, you have all this stuff falling down into the carpet and not only becoming trapped in the piles of the carpet, but also going through to the back of the carpet into the padding and, and down into the, the, the subfloor itself. And I've seen this firsthand with tearing up carpet, and I'm sure uh, many of you have out there as well. So, um, you know, whether you want to believe that, you know, uh, carpeting is safer because it traps the allergens or not, well, that's totally up to you. I'll let you do the research. I'm just presenting the facts um, that, that I have seen and I have the opinions I said. I don't, don't want to keep saying facts because, Quite honestly, there's not a lot of fact out there uh, when it comes to this issue. 
I mean, the, the fact there is some facts in the fact that it does trap allergens, um, but you know, studies uh, that are out there, the, the, everything I've read said there needs to be more studies. There needs to be more, uh, more, more studies done. So, of course, we all know that allergens can make you sick, especially if you're very uh, uh, sensitive to different types of pollens, dust mites, uh, etc. Now, if you have dogs or, or cats or any kind of pet whatsoever, now you have the dander from those animals. You have flea eggs that can get in there. You have ticks, not to mention any other household bugs that, that, that can exist. So that, that's one of the issues uh, that I've run into out there. The set, and, and now and let me back up again. So with a hard floor, my argument would be, well, you know what? You can clean it. I mean, just take a mop and bucket and some water and you clean it and it's it, there's there's no porosity there there's nothing for uh any of the dust or mites or allergens to actually soak into the material it's it's you know it's right there on the surface it it comes up very 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 easily okay the second one i found out was and and this one i i do kind of disagree with a little bit and that is carpet is hard to clean uh you know and i guess it depends on how you look at it um of course, you know, cleaning your carpet yourself is one way. You can go to the local big box store and, you know, rent a carpet cleaner and clean it. And, and the, you know, the professional carpet cleaners out there will tell you that just doesn't get it. it. It doesn't get the carpet as clean as a professional professional clean will. But my argument is how often do you have your carpets clean? I mean, I know some people that haven't had their carpets cleaned in years I know, and, and again, this is especially true if you have pets and, you know, your, your little kids are crawling on that carpet or you're rolling around on the carpet. I mean, it's, you know, you've got a lot in there. So how how often can you safely clean your carpet uh, without ruining the pile? I'm not an expert when it comes to carpeting, so I, I don't know the answer to that. But my guess would be, uh, based on uh, common sense, is that, you don't want to clean it too often. And as a matter of fact, I know some carpet cleaners that will tell you, uh, you know, frequent cleaning and what frequent is, I don't know. I'm not going to pinpoint on it, uh, you know, can be an issue where a floor, a hard surface floor, you know, wood floor, or laminate floor, a tile floor, even a vinyl floor, it's a hard surface. You can clean that probably for years and years and years and clean it every day and mop it and, you know, and why not? And, I guess the way to look at that is, you know, how come restaurants don't have carpeting in their eating area? How come there's no carpeting in the restrooms? How come there's no carpeting in the in the kitchens, et cetera, et cetera? The third, stains can cause mildew to grow in your carpet. And this is true. I mean, you know, mildew, mold, other biological um, Bio, bi, biologies, I guess you would call it, uh, biological organisms, uh, can grow. All you need is that, that food source, which is going to occur with dander uh, and other organic matter, and moisture. And carpeting can hold moisture. It can get into those fibers, and it can be a problem. Now, I know some carpet mills are actually adding, you know, microband or whatever to them to help prevent, you know, some of these issues. But uh, that just adds more chemicals uh, to the fact. Um, the fourth one I found, and of course this is an opinion, you know, based on your own opinion, is carpeting floor is ugly. Well, I kind of agree with that because I'm a stone guy. I'm a stone and tile guy, and you know, I like the look of stone and tile. But you know, that's that's a personal preference, and I'm not going to uh, get my panties in the wad uh, over that. Uh, the fifth one is carpet feels grimy under your feet, 
And, you know, if it's a brand new carpet, it feels really good. You walk barefoot across the carpet. It's really, really nice. And, uh, but after a while, it kind of gets, you know, kind of gets grimy, uh, under, under your, under your foot. So, you know, those are some of the things that, that I, that I've seen. And, you know, again, if you look at some of the uh, papers, uh, I actually found an interesting, uh, an interesting paper, uh, from an organization called the, uh, International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, and it's a very long paper. It's probably, I don't know, 50, 60 pages or more, uh, but I'm going to read you the conclusion. But before we do, let's take a quick break, and uh, if anybody's got an opinion on this, uh, I don't mind. Uh, I'll welcome all opinions. If you want to call in, if you're listening live, it's 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Let's take a quick break here. And uh, when I come back, we'll talk about this uh, conclusion that I found from this scientific journal. And uh, we'll talk about some uh, some alternative uh, uh, methods as well. So I'll be right back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains. Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tufskin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with the proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tufskin surface protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. Alrighty, folks, and uh, we've been talking about why we hate carpeting, or I guess I should say why I hate carpeting, uh, and I kind of hate the kind of a bad, uh, harsh word. I, I don't completely hate carpeting, but... Uh, and I don't mind saying so. But anyway, before the break, um, I had mentioned this journal that I found called the International Journal for Environmental Research and Public Health. And they uh, did a study and published a paper. And the title of that paper is called Do Carpets Impair Indoor Air Quality and Cause Adverse Health Outcomes? A review. And as I said before the break, uh, the, the paper is probably 50, 60 pages or more. But I want to uh, page down to the conclusion and read you the conclusion real quick, which will kind of sum up this whole topic. There is still a need for more knowledge about the possible health impacts of carpet flooring, especially from the new types of carpet floorings that have come on the market in recent years. This will require coherent studies with larger study populations and interventions as well as doctor-diagnosed disease outcomes. Supplemental to in vitro studies can be valuable to add plausibility to findings in epidemiological studies. New paragraph, so far, we have not found peer-reviewed evidence supporting the notion that modern carpets now are unproblematic for the indoor environment. On the contrary, the literature suggests that the use of carpets is linked to increased levels of indoor dust, allergens, and microorganisms, and associated with increased risk of a number of health outcomes, including mild cognitive effects, irritative symptoms, and asthma. Caution should therefore be exercised when using carpeted flooring, floors in homes, schools, kindergartens, and offices, unless special needs make carpet preferable. Acoustic problems can in many cases be solved in other ways than by using carpeted flooring. So uh, that's not my opinion. That's an opinion of a, of a scientific journal, and that is one 
uh, of many that I found. As a matter of fact, if you want to look up that, uh, you can look it up by the name. You can go to Google and type in, do carpets impair indoor air quality and cause adverse health outcomes, a review. And you will see that in their uh, reference section, I think there's 20 pages of references that cite all kinds of studies uh, that were done uh, on uh, the hazards of, of using of using carpeting. But, you know, in all fairness, I will also say that, you know, also uh, there's the there's the opposite. But the, the the con in this case, I feel far outweighs uh, far outweighs the pro. So uh, if you have your heart set on wall to wall carpeting, it's fine. Uh, that's that's your choice. I would just advise against it, and I would advise you go with a hard surface. Now, as I mentioned, I'm a stone and tile guy, so I would probably recommend stone or tile, but the other hard surfaces are also safe. Uh, Laminate flooring, uh, vinyl flooring, wood flooring, you know, any of those other materials, you know, porcelain, ceramic, uh, you know, we've got the glass tiles that are out there now. So those are all hard surfaces, and for the most part, most of them are non-porous, and even those that have some porosity, you know, for a saltillo, for example, may have some porosity to it, uh, is not going to be as porous or, or harbor as much uh, uh, allergens, dust, et cetera, et cetera, as, a, as any kind of carpet pile, uh, carpet pile will. So um, I know I got on my high horse, and I, it's my show, so I guess I get to do that. Uh, if you have a differing opinion, I welcome that, 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 that you uh, let me know. Uh, give me uh, an email, drop me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to, uh, to read that opinion uh, over, over the air as well. All righty, folks, this was show 159. So we're, we're approaching that uh, 200 level. If you haven't heard any of the other pe- uh, podcasts, just simply go to the website. And I'm going to ask um, my regular listeners to do one thing for me. I know a lot of you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But if you would do me a favor and go to the actual radio show website, and uh, click the, um, I, I think it's the like or the, the friend or whatever it is, join or, or something. But that website is blogtalkradio.com, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, forward slash D-R-Fred, F-R-E-D. So that's blogtalkradio.com, forward slash D-R-Fred. Fred, and that way I can get a good idea of how many people are actually listening. I do get statistics, but uh, that that helps all all the more. Um, I'll also mention in closing that my seminar, I'm starting to get some calls on it that I do every year out in Las Vegas, is coming up. It's a troubleshooting and inspection stone and tile seminar. Uh, I limit the number of people. You've heard me say that before because I like to keep the classes uh, pretty small. Uh, please, uh, you know, drop me a, a, an, an email, uh, give me a telephone call. My cell phone is 321-514-6845. Uh, if you'd like more information and uh, exactly what we do there, uh, you can also go to the website, which is stoneforensics.com. That's stoneforensics.com. Uh, there's some information on what we actually cover in, in that particular class. It's a great class. I've been doing it now for a while, and I only do them once a year, sometimes twice a year. Uh, but lately, it's only been once a year that I do these classes. And again, uh, it is it is limited. All right, folks. So for uh, this week, thanks for 
letting me uh, vent here. Uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops uh, later, my friends. Ready to take your skills to the next level? Visit GetTrainedToday.com to learn about e-learning and hands-on courses offered by the Surfaces Learning Institute. Learn from industry experts the skills needed to start offering stone and tile restoration or take your existing skills to the next level quickly and with a solid foundation. More advanced courses include commercial maintenance, inspection and troubleshooting, historic property preservation, how to become an expert witness, and more. Training offered at the Institute goes well beyond essential restoration and maintenance skills training to include a variety of other relevant topics for growing your business and leveraging your skills. For example, essential marketing or how to become an expert witness. All training is reinforced with resources and tremendous support to help you hit the ground running with confidence. Visit GetTrainedToday.com to learn more. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.